KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, August 24th. Non-emergency procedure delays at Scripps Health. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The Food and Drug Administration has formally approved the COVID-19 Pfizer vaccine for those 16 and older. Prior to this, the vaccine only had experimental use authorization. Meanwhile, San Diego County leaders hope that the approval will help people who have been hesitant to get the shot to go get it now. Dr. Robert Gillespie is a Sharp Healthcare physician and a founding member of the San Diego County COVID-19 Equity Task Force. He told KPBS Midday Edition, that this approval will help authorities make vaccinations mandatory. I think the data is so clear from the information we've acquired up until now that the impact really now is going to be mandates. He says he anticipates the Moderna vaccine will receive full approval soon as well. The Calder fire burning in El Dorado County is getting some added resources this week as fire crews work to prevent the flames from reaching the Lake Tahoe Basin. Cal Fire Chief Tom Porter called the fire, quote, the number one priority in the nation. Fires are burning in ways that nobody has seen before. Yes, I keep saying that. You keep hearing that. But it is absolutely true. The Calder fire leveled the town of Grizzly Flats and burned through nearly 106,000 acres in El Dorado County. It's 5% contained. The National Weather Service has issued an excessive heat watch for the Coachella Valley and San Diego deserts starting tomorrow through Friday evening. Temperatures are expected upwards of 112 degrees. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Early on in the pandemic, local hospitals delayed non-urgent medical procedures to make room for COVID-19 patients. Now that's happening again at one local health care system. KPBS's Melissa May has more. Two short months ago, Scripps Health had 13 COVID patients spread among their five hospital campuses. Today, they have 175. Plus, another 850 patients are being treated for other medical issues. Our healthcare workers in the United States uh, are burning out. Chris Van Gorder is the president and CEO of Scripps Health and has announced that some medical procedures may be postponed, but only those where it's safe for the patients to wait. Decisions will be made on a case-by-case basis. 
to make sure we deliver the highest quality care for our patient, that they have an appropriate bed, be that in the intensive care unit or in a COVID unit uh, when they do get sick, and that we take a little bit of pressure off of our staff who deeply uh, deserve that at this point in time. As healthcare workers face another surge of COVID-19 cases, Van Gorder says the public is treating them differently than early in the pandemic. People were coming and treating the healthcare workers as if they were heroes. Businesses were bringing food and supplies. That has evaporated. And as a matter of fact, the patients we're seeing now in many cases are angry. Uh, they're yelling um, at the, the nurses. Uh, and sometimes when we diagnose them with COVID, they say we're lying to them. I have periods of time when I'm very distressed and um, disheartened because I feel like we're never going to get out of this. Kimberly Brown is a licensed vocational nurse and instructor. We have gotten a lot of black backlash from people. And I think it's out of their frustration and not knowing what to do, not knowing how long this is going to be. Van Gorder says Scripps Health is adequately staffed to deliver safe care. And if you are admitted to the hospital, you will receive the care you need. And that was KPBS's Melissa May. San Diego State University started their fall semester on Monday morning with many students back on campus for the first time since the COVID-19 shutdowns. There's a mask mandate, proof of vaccination requirement, and plenty of caution as the Delta variant rages on. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez was there for the first day of classes. Everyone's a winner when it comes to COVID-19 education and prevention. Know anyone that needs help or if you need help, just um, reach out to us. It's the first day of classes here at SDSU and the first opportunity for the university's economic crisis response team to reach students. This semester, everything students need help with has some connection to COVID's ongoing health threat, including food, housing, finances. Biggest hope is that every student is able to succeed in school without having to worry about any any type of crisis. SDSU requires every student to provide proof of full COVID vaccination before they can be on campus. Masks are required too. So far, 94% of the student body, that's 33,000 students, have submitted documentation. Everyone is supposed to be vaccinated and the ones who aren't are getting regularly tested. So I feel pretty comfortable. It's super interesting, you know, I didn't really know where anything was. It's my first time having to learn where classes are and stuff. So it's, I'm super excited to be here though. This fall, there are 6,000 students living here on campus. That's 1,500 less than before the COVID pandemic began. University officials hope that less students will help prevent another outbreak. San Diego City College started classes this morning too. Most students are choosing to stay home and learn online. Only 20% of the total programs are being offered in person. In Chula Vista, Southwestern College has increased cleaning and sanitizing protocols, along with partnering with the San Isidro Health Center for ongoing vaccination clinics here on campus. Over the weekend, San Diego state officials investigated reports of violence and large party gatherings near the campus. It's another health risk students face. It's just irresponsible, you know, with this whole COVID going around. You know, you got to think of, you got to be, think about the other people, you know, that are actually suffering from it. For now, prevention and an education go hand in hand. And that was KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez. 
A new mural honoring deported veterans was unveiled on Saturday in Barrio Logan. KPBS's Alexandra Ronhell has more. They loved this country enough they were willing to take an oath and say, I will die for it. Veterans who commit crimes but do not have U.S. citizenship are often deported back to their native country. Such is the case for Laura Mesa, who was deported in 2003 after serving in the U.S. Army. She is one of the many faces portrayed on the Leave No One Behind mural project. The mural can be seen outside of the Don Diego Veterans of Foreign Wars post in Barrio Logan. But do you know who is being left behind? Laura Mesa and dozens of deporting veterans just like her. Jenica Tamayo is an Air Force veteran. She shared about her battle with PTSD, a story that parallels Mesa's haunting, intrusive thoughts, vivid nightmares. Tamayo, a U.S. citizen, was able to get the help she needed to overcome PTSD. But those suffering in silence sometimes never get the help they need. Veterans often are experiencing PTSD, sometimes that results in them committing some sort of crime that gets them deported. Dulce Garcia is the executive director for Border Angels. She's worked with deported vets who aren't able to come back to the U.S. due to immigration policy for service members. But things may be changing as the Biden administration has promised to provide a pathway to citizenship for vets. The Department of Homeland Security will evaluate if crimes committed by veterans had a correlation to PTSD due to military service. It sounds like a long process. It's going to be a case by case, and that's why they need to get started yesterday, right? There's a long ways to go to bring every single person back. A QR code can be found on the Leave No One Behind mural. The public can scan the code with their smartphone and learn about each person depicted on the mural. And that was KPBS's Alexandra Ronhell. As the airlift continues in Kabul, Afghan families are arriving in San Diego. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh says it's putting a strain on local aid agencies. Earlier in the year, the number of Afghans coming to San Diego under the Special Immigration Visa Program slowed to a trickle. All of that has turned around in the last two weeks as the evacuation continues in Kabul, says Edleva Beko with Jewish Family Services of San Diego. The biggest challenge remains the housing. Again, San Diego has a housing crisis as it is, so dealing with that in such an emergency situation makes it even more difficult. We've seen quite a lot of uh, support from the community. Afghans are being sent to bases around the U.S. to finish their applications, then quickly sent to their final destination. At the moment, Jewish Family Services is seeing one family arrive every day. And that was KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh. Coming up, we have a full profile of some of the candidates in next month's recall election. That's next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by 
Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Early voting is underway in the September 14th election that will decide whether Governor Gavin Newsom is kicked out of office. The first question on the ballot is a yes or no. Should Newsom be recalled? But the second question about who should replace him if the recall passes has many voters scratching their heads. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen takes a closer look at four of the 46 replacement candidates. We picked these candidates because they've most consistently polled among the top. And we'll start with the favorite, conservative radio host Larry Elder. Elder has been on the air for decades, and his national profile has helped him rise fast in the polls. Still, his politics would be a sharp right turn for blue California. Elder, who's black, denies the existence of systemic racism. He opposes gun control and abortion rights, and he believes the minimum wage should be abolished. Here he is speaking with the Sacramento Bee editorial board. I never have quite understood why a third party like government, uh, why that government feels it's anybody's business, what my relationship is with an individual who willingly sold his labor uh, and my relationship with that person when I willingly bought that labor. Uh, Why two people who are adults can't determine what the price of labor ought to be is beyond me. Next, let's look at San Diego businessman John Cox. You might recognize him as the 2018 Republican candidate for governor or his use of a live bear as a campaign prop. Cox wants to use the criminal justice system to force people experiencing homelessness into mental health treatment. He rejects the national best practice of giving them housing first. And he told Cal Matters the government's response to COVID-19 borders on hysteria. It's not Ebola. It's not the smallpox. Uh, I I just, you know, I, I think maybe what we ought to do is take a step back and take a deep breath and say, you know, We'll do what we can. Uh, We'll keep people as protected as we can, but we're never going to get rid of this disease. And I think it's disingenuous on the part of politicians to think, gee, we're going to end this disease completely. Another familiar face for San Diegans is former San Diego mayor Kevin Faulkner. He's tried to claim the title of the most moderate Republican in the race and the one with the most experience in elected office. On housing, Faulkner touts San Diego's Complete Communities program that allows denser and taller apartment buildings near public transit. And during a CAP radio debate, he said California's laws need to change so similar programs can get done faster. We shouldn't have had to do over a year that it took to do that. It needs to be streamlined. We need to make it easier so we can actually construct the housing where we want it, which is along our transit corridors. That's where you want the density, not in single-family neighborhoods. Elder, Cox, and Faulkner are all Republicans who supported Donald Trump in 2020. But one Democrat has emerged as a top contender among the replacement candidates, YouTuber and real estate broker Kevin Paffrath. He's young, 29, and his platform includes converting vacant commercial buildings into homeless shelters. But he doesn't say where the shelters would be or how he'd pay for them. His pitch to voters, a Republican governor, won't get anything done with Democrats controlling the legislature. I'm not a far leftist and I'm not a far rightist. In fact, most people who learn about me don't even know if I'm a Democrat or a Republican. 
That's because my policies and my solutions are California solutions. They're neutral, middle-of-the-road solutions. And I seek to provide those solutions with both Democrats and Republicans. These are only four of 46 candidates trying to replace Newsom. But remember, if a majority of voters say no to the recall, Newsom stays in office and the vote on who should replace him doesn't matter. Recent polls have shown likely voters are almost evenly split on whether Newsom should be recalled. That's because Democrats are more apathetic and less likely to vote, while Republicans are energized at the prospect of taking over the Golden State. And that was KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.